Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. I'm Rev. Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento. So what do you do when you have been in a pandemic lockdown for 18 months and all of a sudden you're told, well, you can go back out and have your life now, except, oh, but there's restrictions, except, oh, but we don't know what those restrictions will be, except, oh, what do you do? Well, a lot of people are handling this by having meltdowns. I've walked people, a couple of people through some meltdowns in the last couple of weeks. And honestly, it's not very surprising because we have these great coping mechanisms, we humans do, that we can motor through a crisis, but when it's over, when the pressure is off, a lot of times we blow. And actually, it's a very healthy thing that's happening. But I'm really watching this and um, thinking about what do we do next and how do we cope with this? And the first thing I think we need to do is acknowledge how much loss people have experienced in the past 18 months. Many, many people have had relatives and close friends die, not only from the virus, but from other things. And they weren't able to be with them. And they weren't able to have memorial services. And they weren't able to go through what we would consider perhaps a standard grieving process. And grieving is essential to the healing of that kind of loss. And it's actually essential to any kind of loss. But we see it most when we lose a a person, when they make their transition and they're no longer with us anymore. Other tangible losses are the loss of businesses, the loss of homes, the loss of your vehicle. It just, that list can go on and on. And then there's the intangible losses, the loss of your identity of who you are and what you, who you were and what you were in the world. Now, you may have kept your job, but you started working from home. Your identity changed. You weren't a person who went out into the world every day. You were a person who walked three feet to your desk and sat down and worked. You might not have been able to be in contact with your family. So your identity as a, as a grandmother, an uncle, an aunt, whatever your relationship to these people are, even really good friend, that changed as well. And yes, maybe you were able to contact them through um, electronic devices, but it's not the same. I sometimes think that we have two different senses of identity. And one of the teachings in metaphysics is to teach us how to bring those two together. But there is that inner identity of being a, a divine being or an expression of the divine and knowing who we are in that sense. And then there is the identity that we have by interacting in the world. And both of those identities are really important. When our outer identity is compromised the way it has been over the last 18 months, we get really confused. Now, some people are saying, well, we're resistant to change and and it's, it's all this change that's making us uncomfortable. Well, yes, it is. And it's not necessarily if you're, it's not necessarily just because you are resistant to it. It's really hard to ride a roller coaster when you don't even have a safety bar in front of you. And that's what this last year and a half has been. The changes and the uncertainty have been so rampant that, like, who could get their footing, right? So what I wanted to talk about today is, well, first, let me back up. 
I want to say that as I go through the rest of this, if you are having serious depression, if you are really struggling, then that's time to try to find some professional help. This is a spiritual conversation, and I'm going to suggest some spiritual steps to help cope with what's going on. But this is not a substitute for professional help if you are in so need. And please never feel weird about doing that. Asking for help is one of the very highest and best things you can do for yourself. But if you are feeling emotionally pretty healthy and pretty grounded, then we can talk about steps that you can take to help work through this, this confusing web of what to do next that's coming our way. There have been so many things going on that it might be difficult for you to sort out how you feel and what you're thinking about and what are the things that are getting in your way or what are the things that are helping you. So I'm going to suggest an exercise, and this again is a spiritual exercise. This starts with starting to make a list. Get a piece of paper and write at the top of it something like, and you can do use your own terminology, I'm just going to give you a suggestion, but there would be a heading of what have you lost, and then another heading of what have you gained, and then perhaps another heading, uh, what have you learned? Now go into meditation and spend some time just on one of them. Don't try to do all three of these at once. This is really a process. So choose the one. It's like, what have you lost or what have you gained? And spend time in meditation and really allow those kinds of things to come up and watch them. And then after you finish that, that meditation time, write those down on your list. And then... And you don't have to do this again all, all at one time either, okay? Do this as it comes to you. But then sit down and have a meditation time, just looking at what you have gained. What good has come into your life during this time? What opportunities have you seen for change that you might have wanted to do anyway, but now, now you have the opportunity to do that? And write those down on your list. And just look at the list and think about it and think about how the list of things that were lost and the list of things that were gained might come together. And then you can do another meditation after you've sort of synthesized those. And then do another meditation focusing on what you have learned from these events. Now, it might be really obvious to you as you've made this list, some things might just pop out to you when you say, I've lost this, I've gained this, oh, huh, what I, look what I've learned from this, and look how I've handled it, and look how I've learned to handle things differently. All of those things might come up for you. So again, this is a, a, a moving meditation, it's a working process, and you will know how to walk through this. And after you have done the meditation uh, around what you have learned, you write that down and looking at that and see what, what all of this mismatch of stuff that's happened over the last year is uh, coming out for you. It's kind of like sorting out a junk drawer, right? We've been throwing all this stuff into the junk drawer all year because I don't know what to do with it. I don't know what to do with it. I'm just going to get through it. Oh, it's going to end. No, it's not ending. And now you get a chance to clean out the junk drawer. And after you've made your list and you've meditated and you've figured out what you've learned, start thinking about how you can use it. Specifically, how have you learned to deal with ambiguity over the last 18 months? Ambiguity is 
really hard for some people. Some of us love it. We love swimming out there, not quite knowing what's going to happen next. But even, even those of us who love that need some sort of structure. And it is the sense of structure that was uh, really taken away from us over this last year. And we're going to be starting to rebuild that. And guess what? You get to decide how you want your life to be structured now. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not going to have a job that creates a certain kind of structure and you have a family that creates a certain kind of structure or friends or however your life is put together. There will be these external things that create structure in your life. But there's probably also been a lot of change in your life and your attitude towards things has probably changed. I notice uh, just looking at Facebook, how people are rethinking things and looking at things differently. And a lot of priorities have uh, really shifted over the last few months. And it's kind of a fascinating thing. I'm sure that the sociologists are just having a blast as they watch us walk through these interesting times. So how do you use this? I mean, you can sit here and you can listen to me and you can make your list and go, okay, I made my list and I meditated a little bit. But the whole idea here is to sort out that junk drawer so that you can find things, so that you understand what is in that drawer and you know what tools you have. So once you've made that list and you've meditated and you've thought about it, you might want to just put it down for a little while and not think about it again. This is not a try too hard thing. And actually setting it aside for a moment, a day, a week, whatever, it might give you time to let other things bubble up in your, from your subconscious into your conscious mind as to things that were kind of stressful for you that you didn't even realize they were. You know, I've mentioned in other podcasts that my husband and I ended up moving twice in 2020. It was certainly not intentional. We sold a house that had been in the family for a very, very long time, moved into a small condo that we just couldn't deal with. And so we turned right around and found something else. So I was pretty busy for a lot of 2020. But now that we have been in our house for close to a year, I am realizing how incredibly stressed we were and how incredibly mixed up our thinking was and how just we were just trying to get through it. And that's an example of what's been happening for everybody in their own circumstance. Now, I will never say that my circumstance is the same as yours. We've all had our own experiences. Some of us have incredible loss, as I've mentioned before. Some of us, I am very, 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 very uh, grateful that we have had no losses in our family in terms of people dying or losing our livelihood, any of those really tangible things. Most of our stress came from all of these intangibles, which is what I think about most anyway. So as you are going through this process and just allowing yourself to look at, at what has been going on for you. Now, um, if you can take a step back and try to watch it as a movie, it's like, oh, okay, this went on. And oh, this is why I was feeling this way then. And this is how, oh, this is what went on over here. If you can do that, you might be able to get some clarity as to a, why you're feeling the way you do now, why you did some of the things in the past. And again, what it is that you want to change. Because even if you can't change some tangibles, like if you have kids and they go back to school and you have a job and you go to work, then there is that structure that you get to work with. But you can change a lot of the dynamics within that if you choose to do, to, do so. And I'm guessing that the other people around you might also be open to some of those changes because, hey, you know, uh, you've been doing it differently for the last year and a half. 
Why do you have to go back and do it exactly the same way you used to? You do not. But the most important part of what I wanted to talk about today is regaining your inner sense of identity, your self. And I use the word self with a capital S, the inner you, the real you, the you that is not touched by this world, the you that emanates into this world as divine light, divine love, divine intelligence, divine inspiration, all those inner qualities that each one of us carries and are not necessarily always aware of. Now, I will imagine that some of you listening are uh, practicing metaphysicians. You've been studying uh, these principles for quite a while and probably have some sort of a sense of your inner self. Some of you might be brand new to this. And so perhaps I should back up for a moment and explain that this inner self that I am talking about, when you go into meditation or when you just get quiet and take your focus down into your heart center, there is this place that is in extremely quiet. It is internal, quiet, peaceful, and it really does feel like the outside world has never touched that. And I know that there have been people over this last year who have gotten in touch with that, who never even thought about it before. But this time out that we've taken has opened a lot more people to this idea. And so you might be an experienced meditator and already know about this. You might be brand new to this. You might be one of the people who's starting to get a glimmer of this over the last year and are looking for ways to expand that, that knowledge, that awareness, that the ways to use this in the world. Whatever your starting point though, that inner self, that inner knowing, that inner being, that inner quiet that you can go to whenever you need to is always there for everyone all the time. And since it is there all the time, this sense of loss is actually a false sense of loss. However, the feeling of loss is absolutely real and it is painful and it is confusing. So don't think that I'm, I'm not saying that this doesn't, it isn't real because it is. But the sense of self resides within each one of us all the time. And so we either need to reconnect with it or connect with it if we've never felt that connection in the first place. Meditation is a really good way to do that, but it's not the only way. Some people enjoy walking out in nature, walking through gardens and in the forest. Some people like to skydive. Some people like to swim. Some people like to go in a corner and just meditate for however long they meditate. It doesn't matter how you do it or what you're doing. It's the idea of getting quiet in some way and allowing yourself to become connected to the inner part of you. That's all that really matters. The combination of the exercise of your list and meditation or quiet time, whatever you want to call it, you have a technique that will help you sort out where you are right now and maybe help show you where you feel confused and where you are feeling un in insecure and unsafe, perhaps. And once you understand those, once you've become aware of them, then you can start to work with them. It's really the lack of awareness of a circumstance or a situation that causes us so much discomfort. It's not so much change, I don't think. It's the not knowing what to do next. And we are all facing at this moment what to do next and, and how to do it. 
And maybe one of the things that you need to do is to find a way to grieve for those who have left the planet that you haven't been able to grieve for. Grieving is a really important part of healing. Allow yourself those feelings, allow yourself to walk through that grief path. Even if it's delayed, it's still going to work. And if you haven't been able to have a ceremony, go out in the backyard and do a small ceremony. Do something to help release all of this energy from your psyche and your body. That's what I am talking about today is recovering yourself by releasing the stress, releasing the fear, releasing the, um, the confusion. And am I going to say that this is easy? No, I'm not. Is it helpful? Is it useful? Is it, well, can it create and just really wonderful feeling in you? Yes. Is it easy? No, not necessarily. And you might have to do some of these things more than once. And it might be scary at first. You might start seeing things that you didn't know were in your head and uh, you're not sure you wanted to look at. Again, if you are experiencing serious depression or really, really struggling, then it might be time to find a professional. For those who are not in that kind of a situation, finding a friend, a trusted friend who is compassionate and non-judgmental, and I will emphasize the word non-judgmental, a person who can hear what you're saying and just let you say it without giving you advice, without telling you what you should or should not do, find somebody to talk to. Conversations are some of the very best ways that we can offload the the stress and the confusion. Now, I'm not saying that you dump on someone else. This has to be someone who knows how to listen. And then you listen to them, perhaps. And in the process, maybe you learn to become a better listener. Maybe your friend learns to become a better listener. But talking it out, sharing it with someone, Someone, but again, that person has to be a safe person. It's incredibly important that that be a safe person. You know, in uh, metaphysics and the, the teachings of unity, they often tell, advise people not to talk about something that they're trying to manifest in their life or something that they want to happen. And the reason is, is that they don't, they aren't saying that you should keep it a secret. The idea is that you don't want to expose your good ideas or your feelings to someone who is just going to come back at you with negativity, because I'm sure many and probably most of you listening today have gone to someone and said, hey, I've got this great idea and blah, blah, blah. And then the person you've talked to just owes a cold book of water right on it. And that's not what you want to do to yourself. So that's why you find someone who is safe, someone who will go, huh, okay, you know, I can... uh, best example I've ever had is I was in my mid-20s and I didn't have a college degree yet and I my life was a mess and I went up to the senior minister at the Unity Church and I said I want to be a minister and he looked at me and he said okay and then he went about finding a way for me to get into a local seminary. Now, almost anybody else would have looked at me and said, get your life together, go get a degree, go do this, go do that, and then maybe we'll talk about it. He simply said yes to me. And I learned so much in that moment. Uh, And he is, his saying yes is the reason I am here today offering you this podcast and doing what I do at Spiritual Life Center, because he said yes. And had he said no, I probably would have given up. And that is why you really should only talk to people who 
have your best interests at heart and who are capable of simply listening. Now, I am also not saying that you only talk to people who are going to agree with you and go, oh yeah, yeah, you were right. I had an experience when a few years ago, actually it's a lot of, a lot of years ago, and something had happened at work and I was you know, all grumpy about it. And, and so I picked up the phone to dial a friend and ask her what her perspective was. And as I was dialing, I started to laugh because I realized I was not calling her to ask her her perspective. I was calling to ask her to tell me I was right. And so I put down the phone and had a long, long think about that. And I realize now that so often we just go out and look for allies as opposed to really wanting to sit down and work through a situation or work through our thoughts. So finding that trusted person who can listen and then perhaps ask you some questions or offer some ideas for you to work on without making you wrong, without agreeing with you, just helping you sort through your stuff, your issues, your question. As we move into this new way of being in the world, once again, then take care of yourself. One of the ways to do that is to do the exercise that I have suggested here today. And if you don't choose this exercise, choose something. Realize, understand that you have a real true self within you and you can either reconnect with it or start connecting with what might be the first time for you. It is the most important, wonderful thing you can do for yourself. And I wish you a wonderfully beautiful, ecstatic experience and journey into recovering yourself. Blessings and may the joys of the world go with you. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.